Our dear loving Father in heaven, glory, praise, honor, and adoration be unto your holy name for giving us the privilege of life, even though we do not deserve it. We thank you, dear Father, for protecting us and for all the spiritual blessings that you give to us and also the temporal blessings. Blessed be thy holy name. Dear Father, we want to reciprocate your love as you have loved us. We pray, Father, that you would equip us as we study your word, that we shall have a powerful stimulus as we hear your word to help us to give you the reverence and loyalty and fidelity that is due to your name. Put your words in my mouth. Grant us of your spirit. Grant us understanding that we may all be blessed by the things we hear. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. That I may know him. February 24. We shall be like him. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. 1 John chapter 3 verse 2 Jesus, the world's Redeemer, knows all his children by name. And on those who believe shall come the glory of God. Those who behold Jesus become changed to his image, become assimilated to his nature, and the glory of God that shines in the face of Jesus is reflected in the lives of his followers. More and more, the Christian is changed from glory to glory. The more he looks on Christ, the more he loves and longs to look again. And the more light and love and glory he sees in Christ, the more his light increases. It is by faith that the spiritual eye beholds the glory of Jesus. The glory is hidden until the Lord imparts the light of spiritual truth, for the eye of reason cannot see it. The glory and mystery of Christ remains incomprehensible, clouded by its excessive brightness until the Lord flashes its meaning before the soul. By faith, the soul catches divine light from Jesus. We see much less charms in his purity and humility, his self-denial, his wonderful sacrifice to save fallen man. Contemplation of Christ leads man to place a proper estimate upon himself. The possibility of being like Jesus, whom he loves and adores, inspires within him that faith which walks by love and purifies the heart. Jesus is more precious to the soul that beholds him by the eye of faith than is anything else beside, and the believing soul is more precious to Jesus than fine gold of Ophir. Christ looks upon his hands. The marks of the crucifixion are there, and he says, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands. Thy walls are continually before me. Isaiah chapter 49 verse 16 The Christian is walled in by the rich, full promises of an infinite God. The Lord is coming with power and great glory. All who have made Christ their refuge 
will reflect his image, and they will be like him, for they shall see him as he is. They are to be presented to him without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 27. Amen. The title of our devotion for today is We Shall Be Like Him. That term, we shall be like him, is taken from 1 John chapter 3, verse 2. But I will start reading from verse 1. It says, Behold what manner of love the Father had bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Amen. What does this mean? We have already looked at the devotion yesterday that says what manner of love. That's what we looked at, how God has so loved us to grant us a privilege to be like him. And it's for us to revel in this. But as we understand that God wants us to be like him because that's what it means to be a son of God that we should be like him now on this earth and in the time to come first John chapter 4 verse 17 says herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is so are we in this world wow so it's not saying that it's when Christ comes that we'll be like him but yet, in 1 John 3 verse 2, he says, We shall be like him when he shall appear. So in one sense, we are to be like him now, as 1 John 4 verse 17 says, that as he is, so are we in this world. Then in another sense, when he comes, we shall be like him. In this present life, we are to receive power to be sons of God. John says in 1 John 3 verse 2, Beloved, now, not when he comes, Beloved, now are we the sons of God. It is present tense. Now are we sons, not when he comes are we sons. God intends that what Jesus was when he was here on earth as the son of God, every one of his adopted sons should be now in this present life. And how is it that we are to have this experience? Second Corinthians 3 verse 18 tells us how. It says, But we all, anyone who wants to be a son of God, we all with open face, Beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. That is how we are changed in the to the image of the Son of God. And take note it uses the word from glory to glory. Because many do not see the image of God as something glorious. But how does it take place? By beholding him, we become changed. Colossians 3 verse 1 and 2 tells us, If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not on things on earth. So these two passages tell us how we can be like him. One says, By beholding him we are changed into the same glory. And the other in Colossians 3 verse 2 says, Set your affections on things above. You see, the word affections, it's not something vague. There must be a love for something. That's what it means by affection. Shift your affection. Love heavenly things. 
and that's why we saw in our devotion that it is by the eye of faith that we can find the matchless charms of jesus it is not something about reason we are told it is by faith that the spiritual eyes behold the glory of jesus if you see jesus just by reading the bible because that's what we talk about when we say jesus you can read the bible and to you you don't see the glory of god there you don't see anything glorious in the character of jesus you hate it in fact but it's only by faith that you can see it the glory is hidden until the lord imparts the light of spiritual truth for the eye of reason cannot see it the glory and mystery of christ remains on incomprehensible clouded by its excessive brightness until the lord flashes its meaning before the soul by faith the soul catches divine light from jesus we see much less charms in his purity and humility his self-denial his wonderful sacrifice to save fallen man end of quote that was from that i may know him page 61 paragraph 3 so it is by beholding him that we become changed but why is it that the, the eye of reason cannot see it why is it that it's only by faith we can appreciate it? Think about it. The glory of Jesus, his humility. Many people hate it. Do you see anything glorious in somebody slapping you on one cheek and you turning the other? Many do not see anything glorious about that. Many see glory in standing for your right and defending yourself. But do you see glory in behaving the way Jesus behaved that you allowed yourself to be despitefully used? Many do not see glory in that, but only by the eye of faith. When you behold the character of Jesus, you say, this is glorious. That one has power to overcome his enemies, but yet he restrains himself and allows them to do what they want to do. Do you see glory in the humility of Jesus? Only through the eye of faith. Do you see glory in self-denial? No, many of us see glory in selfishness. We think it is more glorious for us to spend money on ourselves and become one that the world will see and say, oh, this person has this much possessions. But if you look at Christ, when you behold him, what do you see? You see someone who left all there is that men are chasing after so that he can give to others, so that he can be a blessing to others. Is there glory in that for you? Is there glory in that for you? If you don't see glory in that, you don't have the eye of faith to catch what we're talking about. As we behold Jesus and turn the eye of our desires and mind away from the things of this world, we are transformed into the same image. 1 John 3 verse 5 says, And you know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. 1 Peter 2 verse 21 and 22 says, For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps, who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. The Son of God appeared in his glory, even when he was here on earth. But it was not the kind of glory that men are attracted to. Men are attracted to the worldly glory, but Jesus came in the glory of his pure character. The true glory of God is not about the dazzling brightness and the outward beauty and display. Neither is it about his inestimable riches and the majesty of his kingdom. God's true glory is his character. And this is the glory of the sons of God that we are to have now, where John says, Beloved, now are we the sons of God. Now are we the sons of God. Now are we to have the glory of God. When Moses requested to see God, the Lord said in Exodus 33 verse 21, Behold, there is a place by me 
and thou shalt stand upon a rock, and it shall come to pass, while my glory passeth by, that I will put thee in the in a cliff of the rock, and will cover thee with my hand while I pass by. Now, why am I bringing up this? The Lord said, my glory will pass by. So take note of that. When the Lord put Moses in the cliff of the rock and passed by, he declared his glory because that's what he said, my glory will pass by. And what did we hear? Exodus 34 verse 5 to 7. And the Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. And the Lord passed by before him. Remember in Exodus 33 verse 22, God has said it is his glory that will pass by. So we continue Exodus 34 verse 6. And the Lord passed by, by before him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, and that will by no means clear the guilty visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and upon the children's children unto the third and fourth generation. Amen. It is this glory that we are to reflect today, that we as the sons of God are to reveal. Now are we the sons of God, not because we have the same dazzling brightness and eternal riches of God today, no, but by faith we have it. We still have that even now. But yet it is not revealed. That's why John said, when he shall appear, we shall be like him. But yet he still said, now are we the sons of God. In two senses. The first sense that we are the sons of God today is by the glory of his character. And when he shall appear, we shall be like him in his dazzling brightness and glory. By faith, we still have the glory of God. Now are we the sons of God today because the glory of God's character is to be revealed in us. If we do not have the eyes of faith, we will behold Jesus and find nothing beautiful or comely in him. To those who are of the world, he hath no form nor comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. Isaiah 53 verse 2. But to those who are the sons of God, who behold him with the eyes of faith, he is the desire of all nations. As we see in Haggai 2 verse 7, fairer than the children of men, Psalms 45 verse 2, the perfection of beauty, God who shines out of Zion, Psalms chapter 50 verse 2. Which one is God to you today? Is he the one that has no form or comeliness that you should desire him and you see no beauty in him? Or to you, is he the perfection of beauty, God who shines out of Zion, fairer than the children of men, the desire of all nations? If you have the worldly eyes to you, there is no beauty in him that you should desire him. He will have no form or comeliness to you. But if you through the eyes of faith will behold Jesus, study the word of God. Let me be very clear so that it's not so abstract. What I mean is when you study the Bible, that's what it means to behold Jesus and you are seeing the character of Jesus revealed, and you are seeing the law of God and what he asks us to reveal. Because when we say the Lord God, when you talk of the, the commandments of God, that is his character. When you read through that and you realize what he requires of you, do you see in it something to be desired? Is it beautiful to you? Or is it having no form or comeliness? Is it something that you don't want to have anything to do with? It's because you have the eyes of the world, you don't have the eyes of faith. But when you have the eye of faith, 
You will be like David and you say, I delight in thy law. It is my meditation day and night. I wake up in the midnight. What? To give you glory for your law. I love it. It is my meditation. Morning, afternoon and evening do I praise you for your law. Why? Because you have found beauty in it. You see the character of God revealed in the law and you are charmed by it. What is it that you are charmed by exactly? Selflessness. Humility meekness self-control temperance the gentleness the love that shows itself in you being kind to others mercy do you see glory in these things if you don't and you are the type who would say oh if we don't make money what do we gain but if you are like jesus who would give and rather not thinking of how to cut corners to steal to cheat others to kill so that you can make some money for yourself you are unscrupulous in dealings when you are like that you see the one who is a child of god and you say this one is a jew man i cannot be like this this one oh no i can't be like this i can't follow the word of god because i don't see any glory in this for me to have glory, I have to have wealth and riches regardless of how I get it. But if you behold Christ with the eye of faith, you will love him. That I may know him, page 61, paragraph 2 says, Those who behold Jesus become changed to his image, become assimilated to his nature. And the glory of God that shines in the face of Jesus is reflected in the lives of his followers. More and more, the Christian is changed from glory to glory. The more he looks on Christ, the more he loves and longs to look again. And the more light and love and glory he sees in Christ, the more his light increases. Amen. What one sees as dishonorable and condescending, another sees it as honorable and glorious. What is the difference? Why? It is the eye salve, the eye of faith. Like we saw in paragraph 3, it is by faith that the spiritual eye beholds the glory of Jesus. What do we mean by faith here? Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. As we hear the promises of God, we believe it and we act based on that promise. There is something in us that desires to be pure and holy. We see sin and we say, I don't want this. As we behold the character of Jesus and we see his purity, his kindness, his love, that there is no sin in his life. Those who are charmed by that character and are striving to live a sinless life, it is because they have prized sinlessness. They have prized righteousness as gold. They see glory in that character. But those who do not care, they know there is something called sin but they care not at all. They have no struggle, no scruples at all in committing sin. They care not. They just want to continue in it. The difference is that one has seen glory in purity and the other does not see any glory in purity. They don't see it. And what I mean by purity means a sinless life. But it is only by faith that as we behold Jesus, we say to ourselves, this is what I want to be. It is not about gold and silver. It's not about wealth and riches and money. It's not about houses and lands. It's not about possessions, cars and phones and how much is my bank account. You may have these things, but the one who loves God has no pleasure in those things. Their pleasure is taken away when sin is in their life and they want sin out immediately. The money means nothing to them. The wealth means nothing, only that they might have the purity of Jesus revealed in them. That I may know him, page 61, paragraph 3. The possibility of being like Jesus, whom he loves and adores, inspires within him 
that faith which works by love and purifies the heart. End of quote. What is the thing that causes it? The possibility. When you read the scripture telling you you can be perfect, when you read the scriptures telling you be ye holy as your heavenly father is holy, when you read the scriptures telling you that God is able to do more than you can ask or think, that it is his desire to give you the divine nature, that as many as believed in him to them gave he power to be the sons of God. When you see the possibility, because all these promises I have just referred to now, they are the promises that it re- that inspires in us the thought that, ah, I can be like Jesus. There's a possibility. Now we read, the possibility of being like Jesus, whom he loves and adores, inspires within him that faith which works. So it is not a dead faith. It's a faith that, what? that works by love and purifies the heart and purifies the soul. So this is what we have to do. When we see the possibility, we don't relax, but we make efforts to become like Jesus because it's a faith that works. It's not a faith that is dormant and idle, but it works. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. That's what the word of God says. And in the other place, it says, when he comes, when he appears, we shall be like him. So I've already explained what that means. That it means today we have his character, but when he appears, that is when we have the outward glory of Jesus. There are two senses in which we are the Son of God. Now are we the sons of God in character, and we shall be like him when he is revealed in his glory. This is the reason that it says, Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Why is it that the world knows us not? It is because they see no beauty in holiness. Therefore the world knows not the sons of God. The world knows us not, because it knows him not. Presently the sons of God have not been revealed in their outward glorious state but in the glory of the character of Jesus Christ. It is for this reason that those who are blinded by the things of the world would consider it a condescension to receive Jesus. The distinguishing mark of the sons of God is a character in harmony with the law of God. But many do not value that character. They value wealth, honor, riches, and pleasures of the world. They value these things. Therefore, the sons of God are despised and rejected and they know them not. The world knows them not because they did not know Jesus, neither did they appreciate him. Those who are of the world set their affections on things of this world and therefore they cannot admire or appreciate a righteous character after the heavenly mode. The sons of God may be among the poor and lowly of the earth and is therefore not admired. But in 2 Corinthians 4 verse 17 to 18, we are told, Our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. This is what the worldly people don't understand. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. If it was presented to many today, the other part of being the son of God. Because there are two parts like I've been saying. There's the character, the glory, which is revealed in the character. And then there's the secondary one, which is not the main one. It's just the secondary one, which is the glory revealed in the change of the body. The glory revealed 
in the brightness of Jesus. When Christ comes, we are told that we shall be changed. We will be like him because this our mortal body will put on immortality and this corruption will put on incorruptible flesh and that is going to be glorious. The book of Daniel 12 reading from verse 1 and 2 tells us that many who turn people to righteousness shall shine as the stars in heaven. So what does that mean? And they will be like the sun in brightness. So there's going to be the other glory. If it was that glory that was presented to the world, many will come after it because they will be charmed by it. But they don't understand that the only way that glory can be revealed is through the character. They don't understand that as it said in 2 Corinthians 4 verse 17 that for you to get that glory, it doesn't just come. It is by our light affliction which is but for a moment. It is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Why we look not at the things which are seen but at the things which are not seen. You cannot get the glory of the brightness, the dazzling brightness shining like the stars and like the sun unless you get the glory of character. Romans 8 verse 15 to 17 says, For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God and if children then heirs heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ if so be this is the condition we will be joint heirs with Christ imagine that inheriting all that Christ has inherited all things are yours remember but what is the condition Romans 8 verse 17 joint heirs with Christ if so be that we suffer with him that we may be also glorified with him we will be glorified with him. We shall be like him when he shall appear the second time. Nevertheless, before we are glorified with him, we are now to be the sons of God in character, suffering with him. For it is only those who are the sons of God in character that will be glorified with him at his appearing and will inherit all things and will be joint heirs with him. I remind us Colossians 3 verse 1 to 3. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. For you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. Verse 4 says, When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. This is the second kind of glory. When Christ will appear, we will appear with him in glory. That is the outward glory, the brightness shining like the stars, inheriting all things with him. But today, now are we the sons of God in the glory of his character, his self-denial, his love, his benevolence, his mercy. In fact, in the revelation of the character of God expressed in the commandments of God in our lives, we will not steal, we will not kill, we will not commit adultery, we will not go into covetous practices neither will we bear false witness with our tongue we will honor father and mother we would respect the law of god in keeping the sabbath day holy we will reverence him we will also have no other god before him and he will be our only god who will have no idols in our life when we have this character we have the glory of god and then this will work for us. This is what, because the fact is when you have this character, 
nobody who lives a godly life will not suffer persecution. Second Timothy 3 verse 12. All that will live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. But remember what we read in Romans 8 verse 17. That we will be joint heirs with him if we suffer with him so that we will be glorified together. And remember Second Corinthians 4 verse 17 and 18. We have our light affliction. It comes from the character. There is no way that you will live in the character of God and you will not have this light affliction. You will have it. But that light affliction is working for you that eternal weight of glory. That is what he's doing for you. So don't give up, brothers and sisters. We shall be like him. Now are we the sons of God and we should have his character. We read in the time we know him, page 60, paragraph 4. Let no one think that it is a condescension for any man however talented or learned or honored to accept Christ. Every human being should look to heaven with reverence and gratitude and exclaim with amazement, Behold what manner of love the Father had bestowed upon us. End of quote. It is no condescension. It is the greatest exaltation because you are going to inherit all things, be joint heirs with Christ. You are going to be glorious. So you are not condescending when you accept Jesus. Why would anyone think it's a condescension to accept Christ? It is only if the God of this world has blinded the mind of such a person that they cannot see what an elevation, honor and exalted privilege it is to choose to receive Jesus and become a son of God. For as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Receive him today. Open your eyes of faith and be charmed with the character of Jesus. Do not seek to be like the world, but seek to be like Jesus in character because that is the glory that should be revealed in you and I today. May God give us the grace for that. Let us pray. Thank you, dear loving Father, for these lessons. Thank you for the privilege given to us that now we can be sons of God and be like Jesus. May your character be revealed in us. May we, O Lord, find the law of God as a a precious gift to us. May it be our meditation. May we love it, O Lord. Help us, Lord, to find pleasure in being like Jesus. Give us the grace, Father, to be transformed into the image of Jesus as we study the word, that we may love it and not despise the character of God and that will be transformed into the same image. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. This message was brought to you by the Angel with a Strong Voice, a ministry dedicated to preparing people to stand true to God and be ready for His imminent return. For more information and free online resources, please visit www.tawas.org That is www.tawasv.org or contact info at stars.org.